It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Faster my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. I'm, I'm excited to get out there and, you know, break in the stadium the right way. I'm just amped up just to see, uh, just to feel the energy that's going to be there Sunday night. Um, in our first home game, you know, of course, but that's what I'm looking forward to the most is building the energy that's going to be there and, you know, just give us something to look forward to for the rest of this, you know, this season. Welcome to Locked On Vikings. Two days until the border battle kicks off. It's Sam Ekstrom and Sage Rosenfels with you for the next 20, 25 minutes. Our final tune-up before uh, before the big game, Sage. I'm getting kind of excited. The Vikings sent out an email yesterday. They've got big-time pregame festivities, halftime festivities. They're, they're going to unveil some kind of new war chant that they want the fans to do. Uh, they're really pumping it up for this big game. Well, it's a pretty exciting, even though this isn't the first game in U.S. Bank Stadium. There was a, it was a soccer game first, and... Then there's a couple preseason games, uh, but this is the first real game, and it happens to be the realest of the real. Sunday night football versus the Green Bay Packers doesn't get much better than that. So I'm excited. I get to, I get to be in attendance. I'm actually leaving Omaha fairly soon, and I'll be up there and, and reporting on the game and also just enjoying the atmosphere just like you. Yeah, I don't think we really got an accurate glimpse of what U.S. Bank Stadium can be like in the preseason just because the crowd doesn't get at its fever pitch until – the game is on the line in the second half. And obviously in the preseason, you don't have any of that. They maybe had one or two good drives in that third preseason game, but it's going to reach a whole new decibel level on Sunday night. Now, talker number one, concern number one, if you're a Vikings fan, Matt Khalil has been held out of practice for two straight days. On Monday, we saw him with a wrap on his finger. No big deal. But it turns out he also has a hip injury. So... Tony Sperano always telling these guys to unlock the hips, unlock the hips. That's his favorite phrase. Well, Matt Khalil's are apparently locked up, and TJ Clemmings could be thrown into the fire at left tackle after playing right tackle all of last season. Sage, moving from right to left, challenge or not? It is a challenge. I mean, you're doing everything in a complete opposite manner. You know, I don't, I don't think the X's and O's is a challenge as much as, say, you know, in college where – uh, players don't have that history, but usually if you've made it to the NFL, you're a pretty smart guy and with a good offensive line coach, you're, you're making similar calls, obviously, just on the other end, but physically, it's a very different position. You know, left tackle is more of an athletic position. Right tackle, you're a little more of a, a road grader, you know, type position, more of a stronger player, and left tackle is a little more finesse because you're going against usually the best pass rusher on the other team and you're the blind side of the quarterback so you know run blocking is not quite as important uh so it, it's different uh the x's knows i'm not worried about uh but the question is can you physically uh, play that position which is what he was projected at coming out of college anyway 
but also, you know, from a footwork standpoint, everything is completely opposite, and that could be a, a very big challenge. It's I couldn't imagine saying, hey, you got to go make all your drops left-handed now uh, and, uh, and, and do it the opposite way. That would not be an easy thing to do. The question is, whose blind side will he be protecting? Will it be Sean Hill or Sam Bradford? All the, the moles inside Winter Park are leaking that Sam Bradford's been getting those first-team reps. Part of me feels like this is all another big ruse from Zimmer and that this is going to be Sean Hill again on Sunday. I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, uh, Bradford makes sense, I guess, if you want want to give yourself a, a high potential for offensive explosiveness. But then again, two weeks is not much time to learn an offense. I think what the Vikings do if they start Bradford to a certain extent, they box themselves into sticking with Bradford because obviously if if you bring in this guy, you spend a lot of picks on him, and then he, he goes in and he's not great, you kind of feel obligated to keep starting him just because of the price, even if Hill gives you a better chance to win. Well, I, I'm not sure if you were following my Twitter feed yesterday morning. I was getting, getting my tires changed in my car before my drive here. And I was going over this discussion uh, for probably about an hour of who do you think will start, Hill or Bradford. And, I, I, you know, it's funny. Fans say, well, they gave up so much compensation, he's got to play. Well, I disagree with that. I don't care how much compensation they gave up. They gave, it, they gave up a lot of compensation for a lot of reasons. One, they were desperate to have, at the minimum, some depth, depth at that position, some experience at that position. Uh, but also, they think, obviously, Bradford's a good player. But a quarterback's only a good player if you really understand the offense, if you really understand the receivers, all the terminology. And terminology is just part of it. Uh, but understand how receivers come out of the breaks. Understand what's Norv going to call uh, on the 20-yard line and what's Norv going to call on fourth down. That only happens through experience and those types of things. So uh, I think the thing with Bradford getting the reps, weekend, I think he probably will start. That's my hunch. But the good thing is, you know, Sean Hill, being a 15-year back, I've been on this team for a number of years now, he doesn't need those reps nearly as much as Bradford does. So, I mean, to me, there's a chance that Hill could start to get some playing time in this ball game. Uh, but they want to get Bradford all those first-team reps, uh, whether he starts this week or in future weeks, because he, he needs to understand how these wide receivers and tight ends come out of the breaks, getting snaps from center, all those types of things. These are all the things that he sort of missed in the offseason. And my guess is they feel comfortable with Hill, whether he gets all the reps or not, to go on and, and be productive. Uh, he's been pretty productive for the most part. Played solid fall last week. Nothing special, but didn't hurt the team. And uh, it's, a good, it's a good chance to get Bradford his reps, whether he starts or not this week. They've been talking about how professional Sam Bradford is and how calm he is, which which is a quality that we loved in Teddy Bridgewater, that he was collected and he didn't get overhyped. And I think that the temptation would certainly be to get overhyped for a Vikings-Packers rivalry game on Sunday night football. I hear people talk all the time about, you know, these guys are too excited. They, they need to calm down before the game. Is that a thing? I mean, can guys get too pumped up for a game? I think a quarterback can get sort of too excited or too hyped for a game. I think they have to sort of be the, the cool, calm customer out there, which the team is looking for, for leadership uh, and steadiness. Uh, if you're a, if you're a defensive end, you're a linebacker, safety, uh, a running back, a receiver. Those positions, I think you can be as excited as you want to be. Uh, obviously, you don't want to wear yourself. I've actually seen guys start to get so excited, big game like this on you know Wednesday and Thursday, and it seems by game time you're game time you're already worn out. So I think for the quarterback position, uh, it's good to be the calm customer out there and and be silky smooth. But to be a pass rush defensive end. 
I think uh, as, as much excitement as you can build up uh, and unleash on the game day is, is the thing to do. It's easy for me to envision a fast start for the Vikings with the adrenaline of the crowd and, and the kickoff and the bright lights. I could see it wearing off as the game goes on. So it's going to require a steady, steady approach this entire game as because the Packers aren't going to be flustered. Green Bay has been in far more positions like this than the Vikings have. They won't shy away from the bright lights. It's going to be after halftime, after the teams have adjusted. How will Minnesota respond if Green Bay punches them in the mouth? Uh, that's going to come down to Sam Bradford. If he starts, how will he respond to adversity? That's going to be a big key. This Vikings-Packers rivalry is special. There, there's a lot of bad blood between these states, and a lot of it's good-natured, but you experienced it really at its peak in the last decade with the 2009 year where Favre came over. Is that the greatest NFL rivalry that you've experienced? Possibly. You know, I, I was lucky enough my rookie year, 2001, I played, I got drafted with the Washington Redskins. And, you know, that was growing up in the Midwest. I always grew up a black and blue division, you know, guy. My dad was from Chicago and Eastern Iowa. That's all we watched was, you know, Bears, Vikings, Packers, Vikings, Lions, you know, those types of games. So I get drafted out in Washington and, you know, it's amazing. I didn't know about the Washington uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, and or New York Giants rivalry. I mean, that division, uh, and shoot Philadelphia Eagles. That, that's the interesting thing about that division is all four teams really don't like each other. The cities really don't like each other. They've got a long history as well in the 70s and 80s and 90s of, of winning a lot of Super Bowls in that division other than Philadelphia. So uh, that, was a, that was a heck of a rivalry. My first time going down to Dallas, um, playing the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Redskins fans would always talk about RFK Stadium and how the bleachers would be rocking and, and moving when the crowd was up and cheering and stuff. So that's a heck of a rivalry, too, but I don't think in my career, as far as actual games and intensity, anything really compared uh, as far as a rivalry game, uh, first in Minneapolis and the second one over at Lambeau Field. Speaking of East Coast rivalries, the Bills and Jets renewed theirs last night, and if you had an all-New York Jets fan duel lineup, you probably did pretty well. 100-yard games all over the place and there's plenty more fun to be had on Sunday as week two continues. FanDuel has fantasy football for everyday fans, new contests starting each week, no busted seasons, just pick a contest, choose your team, watch your score. Plenty of contest variety, beginner contests, head-to-head, 50-50 contests, and large tournaments including the Sunday Million Contest paying out $2 million total and $200,000 to the first prize. Have all that fantasy football has to offer FanDuel be sports rich. Try FanDuel now. Get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 beginner contests valued at up to $50. You'll get one free entry a week for five weeks. Value of free entries varies based on deposited amount. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my promo code LOVIKINGS. That's FanDuel.com, promo code LOVIKINGS, void where prohibited. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. 
I read an article yesterday, Sage, about Aaron Rodgers and his impeccable photographic memory. It was written by Kevin Seifert, ESPN, where basically Seifert prompts him and Rodgers goes back and recollects plays from high school, plays from community college. He would talk about the coverage. He would talk about the routes that were run in the context of the game. How rare is this? Uh, I don't think so for quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not sure if my memory was as detailed. I read some of that article as well, and I think the first one they talk about is a a long run, maybe a 50-yard run he had in high school, and he talks about the coverage. He talks about that who was blitzing and how many guys were blitzing, all these different things. I don't think I was educated enough in high school from a football standpoint to really understand all those types of things, uh, but it is it really is amazing how much I can remember going back to even middle school uh, who wore what number, uh, what teams we beat, sometimes even the score, uh, major plays that happened in that ball game, in particular the most important plays, whether it's football, basketball, uh, even some baseball games, you remember a lot of things. Uh, but I, I think quarterbacks have a natural ability of like memorization. You know, We're constantly memorizing plays, and I think to be a successful quarterback and play for a long time, you have to have that type of mindset. And uh, But Aaron Rodgers, I think he might be at a whole different level because he remembers details uh, that I would think I have no clue uh, based off of the, you know all these little things. And in particular, how many games he's played in. You know, I only started 12 NFL games. He's obviously started 150 probably. So he, uh, to remember all those fine details of all those plays is, is pretty amazing. Pop quiz, your first NFL touchdown pass. Uh, tight end for the uh, – Miami Dolphins, I can't think. Donald Lee. Yep. Uh, Donald Lee, North Turner's the offensive coordinator in Miami. Play calls double right, scat right, 588 special left drag swing. That's the play. It was versus Tampa 2 versus the Tennessee Titans, and it hit Donald Driver, or Donald Driver, uh, <laughs> Donald Lee, yep. right down the middle on a bender. And uh, very it's very tight play. But yeah, first touchdown pass. There was a blowout loss. We were playing the Titans. Brian Greasy started. We didn't play very well. And I got a chance to go in at the end of that game. So first completion, similar type of play on an M route to Travis Minor, uh, first NFL completion. Very impressive. Aaron Rodgers has nothing on you. <laughs> well, hey. I, I think he's got a lot of things. <laughs> How about your only your only NFL pick six? My only NFL pick six. Well, I do know this. My first ever, you know, it was a preseason game. We're playing the Washington Redskins. We've got 36 power. I'm Washington, we're playing Atlanta in a preseason game. I got 36 power on. Strong safety comes up by audible to 358 heat, which is throwing, you know, five-yard hit shots on the outside. And Ray Buchanan, number 34, intercepts it. I'm throwing to Michael Westbrook. He intercepts it and gives me the Dion dance as he runs into the end zone. So that was my real first NFL. <laughs> in preseason, he uh, gave you the Dion dance. In a preseason game. Shoot, regular season game, I'm not sure. I may have tried to block out the regular and pick sixes. I've got Baltimore, Jarrett Johnson. Um, oh, yeah. So, all right. This is a screen pass. Uh, first career start at Baltimore. We got screen pass again to Travis Minor. Mark Tressman is the quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator uh, at team. And, uh, yeah, my, my screen pass gets tipped by Jarrett Johnson, defensive end. I did tackle him, though he was already in the end zone. Oh, that, <laughs> this is great stuff, Sage. I'm, I'm impressed. That, that's, that's crazy. Back to back to Vikings Packers. The Vikings will win Sunday if what? Man to man coverage on the outside. I believe that uh, that Zim's going to play a lot of man. I, I think the worst thing you can do 
uh, with Aaron Rodgers is play a lot of zone and allow and allow his receivers to to sort of run wild. I I think that and run untouched and and I think that you know Aaron does such a good t- good job of when when guys aren't open on the first sort of read to buy time in the pocket. And even though the Vikings have a good pass rush, when when Aaron Rodgers buys time in the pocket versus zone defense, it allows guys to get open deep. It allows receivers to get uh, one-on-one on, you know, deep on safeties, which usually the receiver has the advantage there against the safety. Uh, so I think a lot of man-to-man coverage, and if the Vikings win, you know, the majority of those sort of 50-50 balls, those one-on-one type of routes, uh, and have a lot of pass breakups in the game, uh, it'll be the Vikings win. And obviously that goes along with running the ball well, controlling the controlling the, the clock, and trying to keep the ball from Aaron Rodgers. But defensively, that that's uh, that would be the key to the game to me. I'm going to give three criteria. Adrian Peterson needs to rush for at least 80 yards and at least one touchdown. I think that the defense needs to make one game-changing takeaway that swings the field at least 50 yards, and I think Blair Walsh cannot miss a field goal or extra point. Three basic premises for a Vikings victory. Yeah, you have to assume that the Vikings, to win this game, they're going to have to win uh, sort of on a lot of, in some untraditional ways, you know, defensive score like last week, maybe a special teams big play or a special teams turnover. Obviously, turnovers will be a big part of the ball game. So, uh, yeah, I think the Packers win with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and all the things that he does, and the Vikings have to win with all the little sort of the dirty ways to win and that people that aren't fancy uh, that don't always show up, you know, big time in the stat book. Uh, but are the little ways you win the game, and that's on, on you know, turnovers and special teams. All right, now flip it around. The Vikings will lose Sunday if what happens? Uh, they turn the ball over, and uh, the defensive line doesn't get a good pass rush uh, to force Aaron to get the ball quickly. Uh, you know, With all that man-to-man cover, you have to play man for so long. So it's up to Everson Griffin and the boys up front to get a pass rush, and Know, possibly a turnover. They got to get some turnovers, and uh, usually pass rush, whether it creates turnovers in the backfield or or creates a bad pass down the field, that'll be a, a key aspect of the game. I think that they will lose if they cannot tackle well. I think Eddie Lacy has posed some problems in the past. He, he's a load to tackle. The Vikings have some smaller defensive backs, especially on the corners with with Newman and Waynes. They're going to have to be tough if Lacy happens to get to the edge. Obviously, uh, they need to wrap up Rodgers if they get him in their sights because he's elusive. And the coaches, whether it's Edwards, whether it's Zimmer, whether it's any of the guys in the defensive line, Everson Griffin talked yesterday about keeping Rodgers contained. They don't want to let him get out of the pocket. If that happens, I could see Jordy Nelson busting this thing open down the field. So tackling key on defense. Do you have an official prediction? I hate predictions. It's my least favorite thing. Uh, whenever the you know people ask me this, you know, media wise or whatever. So, I, you know, I'm a fan of the Vikings as well. I'm I'm hoping the Vikings win. Uh, it's going to be a tough road to go and beat Aaron Rodgers uh, at home. So, though I'd love to say the Vikings, I actually think the Packers are going to win this one. You know, probably by a field goal, somewhere between a field goal and a touchdown, somewhere like five. But I'm going to say 27-21. Uh, uh, I think the Packers are going to win this one. Uh, I, don't feel, I don't feel I don't feel good saying that, but just going off of Newton, possibly a brand new quarterback or playing with the backup, uh, that's a tough situation to play Aaron Rodgers in. We were almost on the same page again. Now, last week we both said 1914, and I think we were sort of correct in the ugliness of the game. 
I've got Packers 24-20. I think Minnesota will make more mistakes than Green Bay. I'm not sure Bradford's going to be 100% ready if he plays, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So got to have respect for the green and gold, and honestly, I hope I'm wrong. Well, the question is, you know, let's just say they lose by a field goal in a really tight ball game. You know, no one, you know, I'm sure Zimmer will never talk about a moral victory, but you got to think as a Vikings fan, like, hey, you know what? We just played that team, uh, which is a very good football team, probably a top six or eight football team in the NFL, uh, you know, right down to the wire with, you know, quarterback that just got here either either two weeks ago or our backup. So, uh, you know, there might be a moral victory in there, Vikings, if it's a close, a close loss like that. Now, I don't want to get people's hopes up, but we may have an in-person Sage Rosenfels on Monday to break down the game the morning after. So potentially look forward to that. Yeah, I'm going to try to get in there, get in studio with you. And usually I think it's a little bit better uh, in studio. So I haven't talked to Paul Allen yet. I usually try to get on his radio show. I'm up there. So usually I enjoy off-season Paul Allen a lot better than in-season. It's less intense and you goof around a lot more but. Uh, I imagine if I go in there Monday with him, uh, it will be all Vikings Packers. Well, you guys can be serious. We'll goof around in here on Monday, and uh, we'll have some fun. Hope to see you then. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Check out Locked On Packers with Bill Huber for a look behind enemy lines. Check out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson and Locked On Fantasy with Vinny Iyer for a look at the league as a whole. He's Sage Rosenfels at Sage Rosenfels 18. I'm Sam Ekstrom. At Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, give me a follow. This has been Locked On Vikings. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.